Welcome to Coffee with the Dads. I'm Pedro. I'm Louis. And we have a special guest today. Yes, and I'm Travis. Welcome, Travis. We appreciate you taking the time out to hang with the Coffee with the Dads crew today. Um, one thing we want to talk about is 2021. How's it been going so far? Um, Louis? It's been interesting so far. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, Travis? Yeah, I, I can agree with that. It's, it's definitely been uh, an interesting start to the year. And that it has been. You know, I think when we when we kind of closed out 2020, we were like, all right, we hopefully for good things. You know, things have been looking up in a lot of different ways, um, aside from, you know, the, the, the terrible COVID numbers and infection rates increasing. But I think just like just I really want to kind of focus on some of the like, current events and how is that going to impact how we kind of talk to our kids and just kind of how do we navigate those particular issues and how do we address those those major things? You know, because um, I think that's something important to talk about. You know, how do we address those those things that have happened and, and currently occurred? Because I was thinking like 2021, I was like, man, there's no only way but up. But apparently it's not, you know, and, you know, talking about some of the latest current events, you know, I think the one that's on the fresh of my mind is, is what happened this week at the Capitol and want to get some of you guys thoughts on that and you know just just in general kind of have a general discussion what would you what do you think travis yeah it's uh you know one thing i i found about you know the start of this year is uh you know with all the things that are going on from from covid and and uh you know all the political things that are going on as well and and with my family I, i've got a a a um, 21 year old, a 19 year old, a 17 year old, and a 15 year old, and so they are. It's, this is real for them. They're at the age now where they are, you know, engaging with their friends and dealing with these issues. So as as a parent, uh, you know, it, there's lots of opportunities for my wife and I to engage in discussions with with our kids. Okay. Louis, I know you have uh, twin boys. You know how how has the conversation gone with them? How how have you been able to navigate that piece? Well, they're they're able to see it real time. You know the news, and we've been talking about it. it's given us opportunity to to talk about it, have you know engage them and have discussions about how they feel, what do they think about this. Um, one of my sons told me the other day, he goes, "This this is history right here in the making." That we'll look mm-hmm. back and go, "We got COVID, we got what happened on." you know, last week on Wednesday. So we've just been basically having discussions to make sure they're okay with this and what does this mean for them in the future? So what type of questions did they pose to, to, to you? To, to, and this question goes to both Travis and, mm-hmm. and Lewis. I mean, my daughter's four, you know, and she's still trying to wrap her head around it. You know, um, I think a question she, she asked me is like, why are those people so angry? You know, and you're trying to explain it to a four-year-old where, mm-hmm. you know, where they can really relate to it, you know, um, cause they're in there in her mind, she's like, well, everybody should be happy. You know, we should be able to talk about things, you know, well, we should share sharing is caring, you know, mm. stuff like that, you know, so it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, to kind of explain to a four-year-old, you know, I think I used the analogy of, well, I think they might've been upset cause somebody probably took their toy and didn't share it. It was like the closest thing I could think of, you know, right. All right. You know, and she kind of got it, but she's still for kind of processing it, but she sees it and it kind of impacts her. Why are people so angry? Why can't people just, you know, be friends? So in, in that line, how, 
what questions did your did your kids pose to you that you had to kind of address or you kind of had difficulty really trying to kind of put it all in context? Well, it's for me, um, I think my sons, they're still dealing with the whole COVID thing. So when the year started, they weren't able to go back to school for the first two weeks. They had to still be e-learning. So they were looking forward to going back to school at least for a couple of days so they can at least get out the house, talk to friends. So they were wondering about that. A lot of questions were more geared as when will this thing end? You know, do you think that the vaccine will be out? And so we discussed those things as far as, you know, they're rolling out the vaccines. So, um, you know, we'll see if that helps. And as far as how fast it gets to everybody, we don't know if, if they'll be rolling out to the, to the point where they're able to go back to school this year. So they're hoping that it's it's rapid enough where they can go back to school, you know, mm-hmm. at least see their friends and stuff. Um, and some of the classes that they're taking, especially like geometry, um, I had a hard time with that. <laughs> and and e-learning, they had they were having a hard time with that too. So so to, for them, it was more about when will things be, as far as COVID, when will things be back to normal so they can at least have their experience because they're, they're sophomores. So pretty much the whole sophomore year, it's been it's been e-learning. Um, so that's kind of where they're at now. And I think what what part of their yeah part of their um their freshman year as well was last year, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was last year. So, oh, okay, okay. So like they they you know they're they're missing out a lot of high school. And, and but I try to explain to them as well that you know this is some of the precautions that you know we're taking as far as um, our communities taking to try to ensure everybody's safe. And they understand it, uh, but at the same time, it's they feel this well they're missing out. So we try to have discussions and talk about some of the benefits that have occurred because of it. And you know, if there is any benefit as far as the family unity that we're talking, we're have spending more time together. You know, we're doing a lot more things. Um, you know, as a group, as a family, which is good too. Um, the, the math thing is not good for me. You know, so, <laughs> um, so that's the only thing I I don't like. But we we you know we've we've um been looking at it and, and working together with their mom and we've been, you know, trying to do our best to make sure they understand all this stuff. But that's probably been the biggest thing. It's just they want things to be as far as COVID to being back to normal. You know? okay. Travis? Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can definitely identify with that. My, you know, my kids all definitely want, you know, the, to get back to normal. But I don't think a lot of our family discussions have been um, – they've probably been more around just how to engage with their friends about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in the Washington, D.C. area, which is a very ver- a diverse you know, area, as you know. And uh, so they have a, a very diverse, uh, you know, friendships. And, and, you know, those friends come from <laughs> diverse political families. And so uh, there's a lot of opportunity to to engage with with friends uh, that they talk to on a regular basis, and and uh, you know these things are coming up, and and uh, so they they want to uh, you know their questions are geared towards more how to um, how to engage in, in discussion, and you know from a perspective as a uh, you know African American uh, kids with what's going on, and. Um, uh, it, it's really uh, because a lot of their feelings, you know, because they're older, a lot of their feelings are some of the same issues that my wife and I are, are, are wrestling with ourselves. You know, just how to um, 
view what's going on, uh, you know, politically and, and, and all the, and, and I think the political things has probably been a bigger impact for them than the, the COVID situation. Uh, they, they understand the COVID uh, situation as far as, you know, having to, to try to stay safe and, and, and the, the restrictions are, are put in place for the community uh, to for the safety of the community, so they, they're old enough to understand that. But but their challenge is uh, engaging in conversation with uh, you know their friends that come from a, a different you know background politically, and just how to to have a respectful uh, discussions uh, around that and what's uh, what's going on with all the divisiveness and, and things like that. Now, you know. With the country being so polarized, uh, and it's very real for them. So, and then you mentioned kind of the things you were, you know, as, as you and your wife were kind of struggling with. Um, so, how have you been able to kind of navigate that between, you know, your wife and, and yourself, but also communicating to your kids the best way? Because I know when we're young, you know, we sometimes want to challenge the status quo per se you know mm-hmm. like i'm gonna say what i gotta say people are gonna kind of gonna deal with it or not you know what have you what what advice as a parent have you have you given to your kids to kind of really navigate it because um, i think the key piece you mentioned was you know how can we be still still be respectful of everyone considering the climate so divisive um um what what tools or what guidance or information have you have you been able to share with them so they can kind of navigate those particular pieces yeah it's you know and just to step back for a moment uh i have typically been most of most of my life a person who uh didn't discuss politics um but over the you know the past four or five years um you know, as as having kids that are older and and uh, uh, you know more involved in what's happening in in society, I felt the conviction that I could not stay silent as a dad in face of things that I that went against the things that I've taught them mm-hmm. and, and how to how to treat people and and how to you know love your neighbor and and things like that. I thought. It would I would not be setting a good example as a dad if I didn't speak out when things are wrong. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I think my approach has been more to uh when things are wrong, when 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 people are being treated wrongly, then uh, and my two oldest are boys and um you know, I want to model for them that you need to stand up when, you know, uh, there's things that are wrong and, and people are being treated wrong, you know, in a, in a wrong manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, we've engaged with them from that standpoint of we, we want to show everybody love, but we also are responsible for, for standing up to, to, uh, to wrong and uh, so our discussions have been along, along those lines is, uh, you know, when you encounter friends who have different views, 
you know, ask them why they believe what they believe and, and you know, just gauge in discussion from that standpoint. Try to understand where they're coming from, um, you know, by, um, you know, um, questioning and their thinking and, and then, uh, you know, offering counter perspectives and, and not necessarily trying to prove your point, but just give them counter perspectives that, that they could, uh, uh, you know, kind of wrestle with as well. And, and so, you know, our, our kids will, will ask, you know, various questions, you know, related to, um, you know, some of the political issues that's going on and, you know, like, you know, um, you know, why, why are, are they saying defund the police and, and then they're just trying to help the kids understand that, you know, that's that slogan, um, you know, means that for some people, but for a lot of people, it means that they just want to look at the way policing is done in a different manner and just help them understand that so that they can have, um, you know, discussions along with their friends from that perspective that will kind of tear down some of those those stereotypes and things that are, are coming along that, that may not be, you know, necessarily true in, in the way that their friends are thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Louis? Kind of the same lines. I mean, we've been having just discussions in general, and I'm trying to make sure that they are, that the feelings they're having, that they tell me how they feel, you know, how they mm-hmm. feel about, you know, like COVID or, or what's going on right now, like last week. We wanted to talk about how they're feeling about these situations. And what we've been trying to do is just basically just talk, tell me what you see, you know, what are your thoughts? And that's kind of how our discussions have been. And I've always told them to keep an open mind on all these situations Mm -hmm. um, until you figure out what's really going on. Um, You know, sometimes you look at situations, your first reaction might not be the correct reaction. So I always tell them to kind of just look at everything and um, be an open mind thinker and not just focus on, you know, one one source of information, you might need to look at multiple sources of information to kind of get an idea of what's going on. And it's interesting that they've been having those civil discussions with their friends. And I think since they can't interact with them, um, as far as meet face to face, they're doing a lot of stuff, whether it's on social media, or whether it's on some kind of form of platform that they're talking and they're having these discussions. And so we have been talking more about, well, tell me what's going on with that. And what I've told them kind of the same lines, what you said is that, you might you have, might have somebody that maybe has a different viewpoint, but that doesn't mean that you guys still can't be friends. And I mm-hmm. think that's important that people we can have a different viewpoint, whether it's you know um, whether it's sports, whether it's political, whatever religion, whatever it is, but that we can still be friends. And so being respectful of other people, I think if we start doing that as parents, I think you'll have better discussions and it won't be so divisive um, because people can talk about what's really going on. So I think that's kind of the line. I'm trying to take this opportunity to get to get them to kind of see the bigger picture and to, to be open-minded about some of these discussions. Okay. No, I agree. I agree. I, I think it's important to to be able to have a discussion and a conversation with those who may not necessarily agree with, but to kind of see their viewpoint. Um, Cause I think that's important. I do feel that sometimes the climate really makes it at one point where we can say, I agree to disagree. We can still be friends. It's, gotten to a point where it feels like, well, I disagree. I can't talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you see that a lot of social media where, yeah. where it's like they almost people get into arguments 
over over something that it's it should be okay that's your viewpoint we i accept that viewpoint you know and move on from that so question for both of you um so you feel do you guys both feel social media has played a, a big role in this type of discussion and divisiveness um or because i remember back in the day when we were young we would just have a, a conversation you know we mm-hmm. go outside with our friends have a conversation and sometimes it wasn't a conversation but you know how it goes um <laughs> but you know do you think that's kind of taken away from actually people having being able to have a conversation with somebody and kind of talk things out as opposed to let's say a couple of years ago or when you know we grew up or when our parents grew up i'll i'll jump in just uh uh, I, I think to answer your question, I would say, yes, I think social media has had a big role uh, in it. And I I, I think it's been, um, you know, I, I think anything can, you know, be good, but if it's abused, it, 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 it could be bad. And I say that because I think the good thing about social media is, um, it gives everybody a voice. And so I, I think it's created a lot of opportunity for for discussion. Uh, but I, I think it also has been abused in, in many ways. So uh, so I, I think the good thing about social media, is, like I said, is it created the opportunity uh, for discussion. But I also think the bad thing about it is it it, it takes away from the personal aspect of communication uh and i think that's the negative part now i think it creates more of a challenge to have effective communication uh that you can accomplish more in one-on-one face-to-face type discussions uh, where now is i think people uh it's easy to on social media to talk past each other or, or be focused on uh you know making your point because everybody's the world is watching <laughs> or all your friends are watching <laughs> on Facebook or whatever it is. So, uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's the, and, and the fact that we're in a, a pandemic, you know, with, with the COVID situation, you know, you got more people, I think now without other outlets. And so they're sitting around on, on the social media. No, I, I agree with you. I think um, there's some pluses of social media and it could be some negatives as well. And I think some people are way too comfortable as far as the comments they make um, and not thinking that their those comments can be hurtful to other people. So that's the bad side. Um, but the positive side, it does give people an outlet to kind of talk and have dialogue. But I agree with you 100%. I think, um, I think there's pluses to it and there's negatives to it. Uh, what do you think, Pedro? Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think all that plays a role. You know, I think sometimes people think about, you know, keyboard warriors, um, always making comments, um, you know, kind of trolling and things like that, but even take it a little further. I mean, take it a little back further. I think we've gotten to the point where even before COVID and before being the pandemic, I think people got more comfortable with not interacting with individuals. Um, like if we were in office, somebody would send an email. I'm like, dude, he's just two offices down. Why don't you just get up and talk to him? You know, um, and I think that also, I think this has kind of started, you know, even before the height of social media, with you know, people started kind of 
not trying to engage people one-on-one as opposed to, I don't really want to talk to them. I'm just going to send this email. I don't know if you guys experienced that at work either. When, you know, somebody's like, you were just at my desk. You know, you could have just had this conversation instead of trying to send me an email. Um, it became, yeah, I think stuff started becoming like kind of impersonal to a certain degree mm-hmm. as opposed to personal, you know, where let me just have this conversation. Let me go talk to them. Um, Cause not everything could be deciphered from a tweet, an Instagram post, a Facebook post, even the email. People are like, well, you can't tell intent, but they put all caps. They're yelling at me. Well, are they really <laughs> yelling at you? Or maybe they just forgot the caps lock was on, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's all those things. You know? um, um, they're being disrespectful. They wrote lowercase, you know, they didn't put a punctuation at the end, you know? So I think it's kind of, I think we've kind of gotten away from actually having that, that, that conversation, you know, and mm-hmm. um, Travis's earlier point, you know, you know, I, I, I'm strong to believe that, you know, you always got to do the right thing. You know, you always got to stand up and, and stick for what's right. Don't let say people, you know, treat others in, in a certain way. Something I do with my daughter all the time, um, you know, starting early on, you mm-hmm. know, but I think that's important. I, I think sometimes we've gotten kind of kind of away from from we as a community that are going to build each other up to just kind of the individual. You know, what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think I think social media is, like I said, is, is positive, but, it, you know, it's very impersonal. Um, and I think when you engage people, it changes things. So maybe mm-hmm. that's kind of why the kids want to be in school because uh, they're able to talk to their friends. And you're right, you can't, there's a guy that I know that always, when he sends an email, everything's in caps, but he's an older guy. So he just doesn't know the, all the ins and outs of how the etiquette of emails and texts. And so he'll say things and people take offense to it, but he, he doesn't mean that because he just doesn't know how to, the etiquette of, you know, texts and emails of how things are perceived. So I think you're right. You're in an office, people send an email and they're right around the corner, you know, and it's directed to you. It's not directed to the whole department. Uh, so I think we've gotten to that point where we don't want to engage. And this summer I started spending a lot more time in my neighborhood and, and there's a lot of neighbors here. And I found it interesting that uh, I started doing a lot of running in the neighborhood. And at the end of the summer, like I knew all my neighbors, I knew people, there are people that live further down that I supposedly I've worked with them in the same buildings. And I, didn't even know. Um, I, I think it shows that um, when you're not, um, when you're not engaged, when you're not talking to people, you kind of miss out on things. And I, I've noticed that in the neighborhood. And so my sons and I will go for runs in the neighborhood now and, and, and neighbors know us now. And it's interesting how we're in the same area, lived here for years and we didn't really know the guy down the street. Um, so it, it, it's, I think social media has done that. It's kind of isolated us to some extent. Um, so I think the best thing to do, I think, is just to be move forward and try to engage people as much as possible. I, I don't know how we can, you know, it's be difficult to do with the way things are now, but um, I think that's a, that'd be the focus. I tell my kids a lot about, you know, talk to people, you know, mm-hmm. talk to them one-on-one. Uh, because things can be misinterpreted on, in emails and texts and, you know, on posts. And so I also tell them to be careful what you post as well. Uh, but I think it's important to engage people and talk to them one-on-one. Your thoughts, Travis? Yeah, I I agree with that uh, uh, totally. It's, it's um, you know, talking to people definitely one-on-one. Um, um, I think is is just... Um, invaluable uh to to communication uh, one of the as as you guys were talking i was just thinking one of the one of the challenges of having older kids that are on face on uh, social media as well as uh 
they they see everything that I do <laughs> on social media. <laughs> so to create some accountability there, and and I've had my kids come to me from time to time say, Dad, uh, you know, you might not should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> So it does make me more careful because I know that they may see, you know, what I post uh, mm-hmm. as well. And, and so it, it creates some accountability for me as a dad that I am, I'm displaying <laughs> what I teach. <laughs> and then they quit to call me on it too, <laughs> which is good. It's, it's good. Yeah. I think that's good. I mean, to going back to what Lewis was talking about, do you feel that it was because you were just walking around the neighborhood or running around the neighborhood more often, just taking more time? Because I think COVID also, since we're home all the time, mm-hmm. before we used to come home, you know, like I got enough time to get something to eat, you know, you know, cook some dinner, pick up kids or whatever, and just go home. Do you think also COVID has created an environment where you're able to see your neighbors, you know, um, walk around the neighborhood all the time when traditionally you wouldn't be home during that time or you wouldn't be able to engage your neighbors that way. Do you think that was kind of a byproduct from, from, from COVID and did the pandemic, you know, kind of just being home, did that allow for more time to really kind of really kind of just understand your neighborhood or see your neighbors or engage your, your neighbors more often than let's say if it was pre COVID. Well, I, I don't know that maybe they were because of pre-COVID, maybe they were home now or they're home more than before. But with me, I, my schedule was always the same because I'm in a, I, you know, during the pandemic, I still had to go to work. I just think there were other things that weren't no longer in that, in that, uh, were no longer in my life. So I decided now's the time for me to, to focus on these other things and getting back into shape was one of them. So I started doing all that, running more in the neighborhood. And that's when I started to notice the, notice them. And at the end of the summer, there was people that were walking, they started walking and running at the end of the end of the summer that they weren't doing at the beginning of the summer. And one guy stopped me. He goes, yeah, my wife's been seeing you run every morning. So she got me doing it now, you know? Um, so I think that that changed because I was walking more, running more in the neighborhood and spending more time. And just, you know, summertime, people were doing things, having barbecues and we we're interacting. We we're talking. They see me every morning and we were talking about it. Um, they would stop. I would stop with them. We have discussions and we keep on moving. So I think that helped to kind of understand my neighborhood and meet people around here. Okay. Yeah. You just, you just causing guys to get in trouble. See that dude running? <laughs> See that? Yeah, you need to go out there and run too. If you yeah, can run, you can run. Yeah. Why aren't you out there running? Look at him. <laughs> That's what somebody told me. Yeah. She got me doing it too. You know? <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, out there with a little defibrillator and a little oxygen tank trying to run. <laughs> Got all the dudes running the neighborhood. Everybody me. I, don't, I don't like that dude. He always running around. Got my wife running around outside, too. <laughs> what, what, what do you think, Travis? Has has, has the time home been, been good to meet neighbors or... Um, or so yeah, for us, I I don't think uh, like we haven't met any new neighbors, uh, you know, in in our neighborhood or anything like that. And and uh, uh, <laughs> I I don't go out and run. <laughs> Maybe I will now. <laughs> but uh, 
when I haven't been able to go to the gym because of COVID. And so I probably do need to go out and run. So I'll be the one with the defibrillator out there on my back <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, from, from that standpoint, uh, you know, things haven't changed for us as far as our neighborhood. I do think it has created more time for us um you know because of covid you know it's taken away other things from our schedule uh that we normally would have been doing with the kids and things like that um uh, uh you know to it's it's probably the biggest impact on us has been just more family time uh, we're spending more time together as a family uh, you know watching movies and various things that we weren't able to do because, you know, having older kids, they want to, and, you know, with driver's license, they want to be out running around with their friends. And so they can't really do that now. And, uh, and also having, uh, you know, my two boys are in college. And so one was home this semester who normally would have been at college. Um, uh, the other one was able to actually uh, go on campus, but, uh, it's 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 been a real uh, real blessing for us to because uh, as we're seeing our kids starting to leave the home, uh, you know, just really value the time that they are at home, and so I think that's where we have uh, uh, you know the current situation with with COVID has uh, it's just given us back some some more family time that we wouldn't have had. That's good. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think for me, it's, you know, I'm able to come home. I mean, some days I do got going to work because I'm essential based on what I do. But the days I, I do, I'm able to come home from the office. I'm able I'm able to come home for lunch every day, hang out with them, with, with my wife and my daughter for a little bit. You know, come, when I do come home, I don't have to worry about no traffic. Okay, you know, I'm able to come home and just really relax and engage, have dinner every day at the dinner table. You know, I, I remember just like when you're before pre-COVID, it'd be like dinner um, in front of the TV, you know, <laughs> like I was getting some quick snacks and, you know, trying to watch TV and things like that. But it's really kind of been able to kind of reset a lot of different things, you know, mm-hmm. you know, have breakfast together, you know, spending that quality time together. Sometimes you do need a break. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, whew, I, was like, <laughs> I need to go for a walk or something, you know. Um, but, you know, I think that's important. You kind of we recentered a lot of things or just more of like a reset to what's really important, mm-hmm. you know, kind of making your kids grow. Um, I think, um, yeah, I've seen my daughter grow. I mean, I mean, Travis, you've seen her grow and it's just been mm-hmm. quick, you know, you're like, man, she'll be five in a couple months um, and things like that. So it's really important to kind of really reset. And I think that part is, has been, has been key. Um, I know you mentioned um, when your sons was in college, how, how was that experience and how, how were you able to manage with COVID? I know I'm quite sure you were worried about everything and, and stuff like that. Um, so how, how were you able to navigate that one, Travis? Yeah, it was, it, it turned out to be very, uh, very beneficial. My wife and I were a little concerned, you know, sending him uh to school. This is our, our second son. Uh, our oldest uh, was was home this semester, uh, this past semester. But uh, he he um, graduated. He was a senior last year in high school, so he had the end of his high school 
you know, year, his his graduation ceremony, all impacted by COVID, and and we were really uh, hoping that he would be able to at least experience. You know, uh, he was looking forward to going to college, and so uh, we were a little concerned um, that you know with the COVID situation, but we also were wanting him to have that experience as much as they could, you know, um, you know, during the, this uh, pandemic. But it turned out to be a very good uh, experience. Uh, the, the college was able to um, keep their COVID numbers pretty low. Uh, and, you know, they, uh, they had a combination of in-class in and, um, you know, online, even though they were on campus. Uh, so he did get to experience some of the campus environment, though not normal. Uh, it was better than nothing for him. Uh, he's a very social guy as well. So that was, uh, I think it would have drove him crazy to be home <laughs> uh, with us. But uh, uh, so it turned out to be very, very good. You know, he, he stayed safe from COVID and, and that was that was great as well. Uh, you know, there were a lot of restrictions, uh, you know, for us, the campus. Uh, um, we we went to visit him a couple of times, but, you know, we couldn't be on campus. We had to pick him up and, and, and basically leave and, and take him to our hotel. Uh, so they had a lot of restrictions like that. But it, overall, it, it was good. Good, good. So, Louis, how, how have you been navigating with, with your boys being home, doing the e-learning and, and- – any challenges as that impacted you, um, and so forth? Uh, math was probably the biggest challenge. Darn <laughs> <laughs> geometry, man! I tell you, geometry. Man. Um, but um, that was probably the biggest challenge. Everything else has been. They've initially it was a rough start, but when we got in a rhythm. Uh, they were okay. Uh, that's probably been the biggest challenge. I think the the plus side was that we're spending more time together. And like Peter said, Pedro said, um, uh, like you reset. I don't know if it's you just maybe it just happened. You realize that this time is important uh, because my schedule stays the same. Uh, but I think, well, a couple of things changed in my life. But I think as far as the schedule stayed the same and I was able to spend that time with them. And it's been, been really good as far as our interaction, what we talk about, things we do. Uh, we have a routine now. And just that time is important because they'll be out soon. Uh, the driver's license, I know you mentioned the driver's license stuff. I, I was perfect because when COVID hit, oh, we can't get your driver's license now. <laughs> we were like, oh, dad, come on. I said, oh, man, there's all kinds of, you know, they have restrictions on when you can go and all this. And I say it's probably better to wait. So um, that kind of helped for a little bit. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Uh, so it's inevitable. But for right now, um, you know, they actually are fine with the things that we've been doing. Um, and we we couldn't do a lot this summer as far as, you know, we try to go somewhere. We try to go home, um, back to Puerto Rico, but we weren't able to do that this year. But we did a lot of local things within the state, and it was really fun. One of the best experiences we've had this summer. Um, we tried to do things where we're interacting with people, hiking or mountain biking, where we're kind of isolated, but we're not. Uh, and we did a lot of that this summer. So we had a really good time. I think it's brought us closer together um, as as a family. And Pedro and I was here, so we spent a lot of time together as well. Um, and so I think that's been helpful. So I think the biggest challenge has probably been the e-learning, um, certain subjects. Uh, but for the most part, I think it's been for us, it's been a, we tried to make the best of the situation. Okay. What about you, Travis? 
Yeah, so uh, the uh, uh, one of the things that was unique for us is all of our kids have been homeschooled. Uh, and so it wasn't a big, uh, a big challenge for them doing e-learning because they were kind of used to to that aspect. Uh, we did have in, within our homeschool, we had uh, co-ops so that they were um, involved in. So they would attend, you know, the co-op uh, classes, uh, you know, once a week. And, and then my older kids, they... Um, uh, I passed the math off to the to the community college once they got older. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even try, <laughs> and I'm a math guy. It's like oh, I remember I did that at one time, but <laughs> so uh, but so you know the the community college classes all uh, for the ones that were taking community college they all moved online, and and then the co-op classes moved online as well. So. So for my kids, they were used to being home. I, I think the thing for them was uh, from a, from that aspect was just the um, more of the social aspects of of moving the you know to everything being on home you know all week every week. Uh, they missed the social aspects of getting together with uh, you know the classmates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I'm a social butterfly too. It's been killing me, man. <laughs> I'm just walking around. Nobody's there but me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because our kids, you know, we've got some that are very extroverted and and they're driven by that, you know, you know, get together with other people. And then, you know, a couple of ours are more introverted. And I I think COVID has been great for them. <laughs> they wanted to be by themselves anyway. <laughs> Like this is perfect. I, I asked for this. Yeah, this Ain't got to talk to nobody. I can sit around, <laughs> just walk, just walk around, not talking. It was the best thing ever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned you know your kids go to uh, homeschool. You know how did that process come about for you, and how did that, you know, um, when you guys made that decision as opposed to to just general public school and things like that? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good question. So we kind of. Um, Never thought we would be homeschooling our kids. <laughs> you know, my, my wife and I both are, are products of public schools. We weren't homeschooled, and and uh, it, it never really crossed our mind. But um, uh, um, when we um, had our first kid, uh, our oldest boy, he um, we had a lot of friends that were homeschooling and, and it's part of the, you know, the church that we were attending. There were a lot of homeschooling families in the church. And so our oldest kid started showing signs early on, um, you know, pretty early, you know, of, of being a little advanced in like, you know, learning to read and things like that. And, and we wanted to in, encourage that. So we thought, you know, we had all these connections with people that were homeschooling, we thought, well, we will just, uh, you know, let's buy a, a, you know, preschool curriculum and kindergarten curriculum and, and, uh, you know, encourage that learning that he's showing or that, that interest that he had in learning. Uh, we wanted to encourage that and, and not say, you know, not moving forward just because he wasn't old enough yet. And so, um, so we did that just on a trial basis, you know, no pressure, you know, it's just, he's not even old enough to be in school yet. 
and it really just my wife enjoyed it and uh it it clicked with our with our with our son and and we kind of just started there and and you know once he was old enough to start uh, school and uh there was a co-op group that started within the church that we became a part of and uh, we really thought it gave us an opportunity to one um, to engage our kids in understanding where they had struggles more on a one-on-one -on -one basis, uh, and we just felt the op the responsibility to to educate our kids. Uh, we, we thought that was the way that um, you know we were being led to do. Um, and uh, it, it's really weird because it was just not something that we we started out as a desire to do, but it really just kind of grew on us. And and we we've you know with with each kid we've kind of approached it. Okay, let's on a year to year basis let's just have a discussion on whether this makes sense for each of our kids uh, individually uh, because they are all different and and have different challenges. And so uh, as each kid has come along every year, my wife and I will say that, well, does does homeschooling make sense for, for this kid? And, and uh, you know, we would evaluate it on a year-to-year -year basis. And it's turned out that we've graduated too now and all the way through uh, homeschooling. And our third is, is, a, is a junior in high school now uh and so we've got two high schoolers left uh to homeschool and and once they got like i was i was saying earlier once they got into like the 11th and 12th grade a lot of their classes are, are being done through the local community college uh so that was kind of part of it and we also wanted to be able to um uh, have a biblical based uh Kind of approach to teaching our kids. We wanted to to make sure that they were they were grounded in in the, you know the biblical uh, aspects as well. Okay, it's good. It's good. Since you mentioned the biblical aspect, how does faith play such a role in how you parent and kind of address a lot of things going on in the world today? Mm. Wow, that's a that's a very good question. Um, a very good question. And it's it's huge um, from just how we, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, is is one of the things that we we constantly have shared with our kids is, you know, we want to reflect and, and show uh, the love of Christ to everyone, whether we agree with them or not. And so that's kind of a premise that, you know, as we we tell them as they're gauging in discussions and, and definitely having, you know, sending two kids off to college, we, we try to prepare them that you're going to face a lot of things that's going to challenge, you know, what you believe. And, and so um, uh, faith has played a big role in that. It's, it's you know, um, that's kind of, what we we try to instill in them is is um, you know kind of the basis for for why we engage and and how we engage uh, is through that faith and what we believe and 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 that um, uh, you know that that Christ loves all people and, and 
you know, if, if we're building up walls, how how we're going to share that with with other people? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Louis, anything you want to? Add? No, I think it's important to respect other people's view, whether you like it or not, uh, and that you still can be friends with them, or or maybe not be friends with them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's important to keep an open mind, and I tell my kids that all the time. But just keep an open mind on these on these issues, and um, it's important to do the right thing. Uh, and I think that's the focus that I teach my kids. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think both points are great. You know, I think um, also in in this man of faith, Travis and I used to go to the same church, and somebody we we used to have you know real deep conversations about a lot of different things. And I think it's important. You know, it's just how you navigate that and. You know, like you said, love everybody, love everybody, even though we may have different views. And I think that's important. I think sometimes people say, oh, we got different views. We can't be friends, you know. Um, um, and, and I think that's an important piece um, to, to to follow up on Travis's point. So as you mentioned, as your kids go to college and they have people may may challenge their views of what you guys instill in them as growing up and kind of what you kind of gave them as the foundation any major challenges that they've come back and said, Hey dad, Hey mom, this is what's going on. This is, you know, how can I address these issues that you've encountered? Oh yeah. Just, um, you know, just even as, as a Christian from a Christian standpoint, um, there, um, you know, we'll come back with questions on, you know, how do I, um, um, I think because they're at the age now where they're really having to understand what they believe. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, their questions are, well, you know, the, um, the person said this. And so uh, how do I respond to that? And, and I would say the biggest challenge was not really necessarily engaging in discussions. I, I think the biggest challenge which helping them through is because of the environment, the way we are as a country now, that if you say you're a Christian, you're automatically put into a category mm-hmm. or, or you, you are labeled. Uh, and uh, I think our kids didn't want to go on the college campus being labeled like because they're a Christian, then they're going to be this type of way. And, uh, you know, and, and, and what we see, unfortunately, a a lot of what uh, uh, Christianity politically, uh, which I think is, is ridiculous to even put those two together. uh, But, uh, you know, if you say you're a Christian on a, on a college campus, you're automatically going to be labeled as being a, you know, strong conservative or, you know, and even in, you know, in light of the most recent events this past Wednesday, you know, you could be even labeled as one of those type people who mm-hmm. would go, you know, to attack the Capitol. And and so uh, I think the biggest challenge was, was, has been for our kids is just how to navigate, you know, not building up walls or having walls built and them, you know, placed into a category because they, uh, you know, say that they are Christian, uh, um, and and you know they don't want to be, um, you know, ousted from a certain group because they're Christian. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to get on campus and engage with everyone uh, that they could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's is those are good points because like you look at it right now, you say, "Oh, I'm like, oh man, they they just they believe in this, they believe in that." Mm-hmm. Um, so, did your did your did your boys ever bring up issues? Related to religion and Christ, or just some existential questions <laughs> at some point that you had to kind of address. Lewis? They're starting to they're starting to ask questions about that, uh, and I think what they're looking at it look they've been doing their own research on different religions and trying to understand even with their Christianity and different you know you might have Baptists, Methodists, and Catholics, and so they're looking at all that. Uh, but they're they're starting to they're starting to ask questions about certain things. Um, and about other religions around the world, just because they're just curious to find mm-hmm. out more about them and learn about them. Um, so I've always told them if, you know, it's important to, to, if you want to understand something, then learn about it. Read about mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I said, pick, you know, you got plenty of time, you got COVID. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you can read whatever you want on any subject you want. And so they've been doing that. Um, you know, they're, they're Christian, but they're looking at, they want to understand other, other religions around the world and even within Christianity they want to understand different the different the different religions churches and I think that's that's a good thing so they're just starting to uh, but we've had discussions about it and talked about it uh, it's just I think the, the more time goes on the more we'll have more discussions about it I just told them to keep an open mind and you know if you don't understand something you know read upon it and we'll have discussions and we've been doing that that's good that's good yeah I mean with my daughter you know she grew up going to church mm-hmm. you know and and um and and think you know all the other things associated with that mm-hmm. um and i think that's important you having that strong base mm-hmm. um and showing her kind of like travis said you know what's right what's wrong you know standing in your beliefs mm-hmm. and, and things like that i think sometimes um when you kind of look at kind of like if i'm gonna go to church if i'm gonna go somewhere along those lines you want to go somewhere where you could worship and feel comfortable you want to go somewhere you try to worship and you don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. You're like, why am I here? I shouldn't have to feel this way. Yeah, mm-hmm. so those are important things, you know. Um, I've been kind of focus on, and kind of really think about, you know. But I mean, you know, your boy's got a whole bunch of resources. Me, you got this dude on the on on the podcast right now too. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna right. be running around with a oxygen tank tomorrow. Hey, <laughs> 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 we gonna get a call. Why you run run outside of the house? <laughs> Yeah, where's Lewis? I don't know him. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> all of a sudden, Travis got up and wanted to go run. And now run. he's passed out in the front yard. <laughs> he didn't need no reflective gear. He just wrote that. He just wore that bright orange shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I want to kind of touch base upon, I know you mentioned you have two boys and two girls um, or young ladies. Um, and my brother has two boys. I just got a little toddler. Um, but is it any difference? You know, people say this all the time. We had somebody who said, yeah, there's a difference in how how he approaches raising his, his sons and daughters. Mm. So, yeah, I, um, well, one, just, from a physical standpoint, boys are, <laughs> they're so rough and, you know, and uh, 
I was telling someone today, it's like, you know, they just had so much energy. It's talking to someone else who has boys and their boys are, are young boys and they, they was just talking about the, all the energy. And I was saying, yeah, well, you know, I understand that, you know, with the boys and, and now my boys are so big when they get to wrestling, they break things. It's like, it's like they need to <laughs> take that outside. But, but yeah, I think, uh, I think as a dad, uh, you know, it definitely um, raising my, I, I, I try not to, but uh, sometimes my girls call me on it. It's like, dad, you think I can't do something just because I'm a girl? And, and, and uh, so, so my girls are quick to, to call us on that, but, uh, or call me on it. But for boys, I, I think as a black man in America, there's things that I have experienced and seen, and I want to prepare my boys for that uh, as well. And there's a, a challenge in, in that just, uh, uh, you know, you don't want them to live fearfully, but there's a reality that of how society views them as black men. Uh, and, uh, you know, they have driver's license now and, and then that whole aspect of, uh, of uh, you know what we we see in the news and and you know some aspects of that I, I I've dealt with personally that I've shared with my boys my experiences uh, where uh, you know I've been pulled over uh, and stopped for for absolutely no reason other than you know driving while black and uh, and it's it. It worries, you know, my wife and I, uh, but we try to we try to prepare the boys and share with them, you know, um, what their responsibility is and, and just mainly being aware of how they may be viewed because they are black men. Mm -hmm. uh, but then also, you know, if, if you do get pulled over and you haven't done anything, uh, you know, you just be respectful and you do what, you know, uh, our goal is for you to come home and uh, that, uh, you know, you do what the officer asks you to do. You keep your hands visible. Uh, if you need to grab your driver's license, you ask for permission to grab your driver's license. You need to get the registration out of the glove compartment. You ask them if you can get the registration out of the glove compartment. You know, you don't make any certain movements. And it's just because of the way you you are unfortunately uh, viewed in this country as a as a black man. So uh, I think a lot in what I've done is just try to try to prepare my boys for what the reality is uh, as a black man in America. Whether it's fair or not, it's just a reality, and just to help them with that. And I think they understand that. And I I think. You know, what we've seen in the last year um, has also just in, in the, you know, the the all the events, there's been so many it's, it's over the last year uh, that it's, it's come to light as well. Uh, for my girls, I uh, the main thing I want to do with them is just try to establish a relationship that daddy loves them and that daddy is their first love and that you know 
I, I don't want my girls to grow up looking for that love from their dad from someone else. Uh, and uh, that's kind of been my, my focus with my girls is, uh, is that they know that, that daddy loves them and, and that they can, you know, um, they have that male figure in their life that they don't have to search it out in, in other places. That's good. That's good. I mean, I only can speak for 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 a girl because I only got one, um, and it's very similar to you, Travis. You know, it's you know I want to make sure that I set that example um, of of that first love or how she should be treated, what she should expect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's even to the point. I think uh, I was talking to, to my brother Lewis about this one day. It's like I I don't raise my voice at her, um, and somebody asked me why. I was like, well, I don't want her to equate a man's love with raising your voice and being disrespectful, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I said, and that's not something I want to, to do because then they think it's okay. Um, no, it's not okay. You know, and those things are all important, you know, being able to sit down and talk to her just about anything, you know, I want to build that relationship. Yeah. Granted, I know certain things she's going to go to her mom too, which is cool. I am mm-hmm. okay with that. Um, but at the same time, knowing she can come talk to me or, or, and things like that. And always trying to be present too. It's something, you know, it's kind of a reoccurring theme when we talk about with, with COVID and everything that occurred that I feel it's helped a lot of us to be more present when we're mm-hmm. at home with, with, with our, with our kids and our family. And that's a key piece for me being able to kind of really engage her, you know, you know, I get home, she's like, Hey, I'm gonna do your hair. Oh, okay. You know, um, and things like that. Um, and, 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 and I think that's important. Mm-hmm. What about you, what about you, Lewis, and, and your sons? I mean, I have two boys or twins. Um, it's hard to compare. I mean, it's because you know if you have girls, you can compare. Yeah. Uh, but my big thing with them is just, you know, I try to instill in them to do the right thing. Um, and my life experiences that I've been through, I'm trying to share that with them. I decided, especially after the summer, to share my experiences with them about everything. Um, so we encounter something, they won't make the same mistakes or they'll see these issues in the future, red flags, whatever it is. So I've been doing that. And, and that's been helpful because they've come down and talking about things, whether that's with some girl, they're talking on some social media platform or school, <laughs> what have you. Um, and, and so we, we talk about that. And so I think because we have this open conversations that we're having, they've been more open to talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. And then, but I've been also pretty um, open with them and honest about these situations. Hey, look, this happened to me, or I've seen this happen. Let's talk about it. Um, cause I want them to understand that, you know, the life is difficult and hard sometimes. And I want them not to, not to make the same, I don't say mistakes, but to see some of the decisions or things that have occurred in my life and other people's lives. And so prevent them from getting involved in those situations as well. Mm. That's good. That's good. So how does it feel to, to be an uncle to a, to a, to a little girl. Cause I know it's a little struggle for you sometimes. <laughs> it's, um, it was, it's also kind of positive because at one point, you know, when kids were younger, you know, watch cartoons with them. And I know when it first started, I was like, this is, this is different. I'm watching cartoons with these kids. After a while I got into it. Uh, so these cartoons are kind of fun, <laughs> you know, and, um, then they, got, they got older. And so that ended. So when Pedro moved back, She's watching cartoons. I'm like, well, I like this one, you know, (laughs) have an excuse to watch cartoons again. There you Uh, go. (laughs) That's been positive. Um, But it's just, it's, it's, it's 
fun as well because I'm able to kind of go back to kind of how when they were younger. Um, and I saw some of the things that I, since I had both of them at the same time, um, and you you might look at it differently because you've had maybe they're different ages. So if you did things when the ones were older, you go, you know what, I'm going to do something different with the other ones. So things that I did with mine, I can kind of look at um, my brother's own daughter and go, well, you know what, I'm going to do this different, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's been helpful too. So I'm able to kind of help, uh, help raise her as well. So I'm, I, I'm excited about it. I think it's fun. Yeah, man. She's enjoying it, man. She was a little scared of you, man. <laughs> um, they, they're good now, man. It's, it's funny, you know, seeing her, you know, she'll talk to them and kind of run around. It's a little different, you know, it's, um, Things did for everybody too, because you know having the boys around, you know, and you know for a long time. Then you know my daughter comes around, and people got to kind of get adjusted. But she's fun. She's fun. I mean, we were watching uh Transformers the movie, and uh, that was that one from way back in the day. The yeah, other yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> she's like, let's watch cartoons that turn into people turn into robots. I said, oh man, I'm doing such a great job, man. <laughs> But I didn't realize that cartoon that was kind of sad, though, man. How they killed Optimus Prime in that movie, man. Oh, they did. Yeah, I was like, this is, oh, I can't believe I'm watching this, man. People <laughs> were upset about this back in the day. I'm sorry, I'm being off subject, but yeah, I thought about it. She didn't realize that she was just happy, you know. Car- robots were turning into trucks and cars and flying around, so that right. part is good. But you're right. I mean, I do enjoy sitting out there and just kind of chilling and kind of relaxing and having a good time with her. So I think that part's important. Um, um, anything else? I want to just, uh, you know, one thing that uh, Lewis said that I think was was very important was just, uh, you know, just being honest with your kids, uh, you know, at the the appropriate age, uh, but being honest and sharing them about your experiences and, and, you know, things that you did wrong, Uh, because I do think it creates an environment when they see you do that, they're more comfortable to come and do it when, you know, when they're, you know, challenged with, uh, are facing uh, different situations. Uh, and so just creating that environment uh, to where they feel open to uh, coming to you, with, you know, no matter what uh, it is. And then my wife and I joke and and sometimes we, you know, because well, that's been, a, you know, one of the things that we've always communicated we wanted to do was have, you know, that kind of environment where our kids will come and talk to us about anything mm-hmm. and then sometimes they come and talk to us we're like oh you know <laughs> like, like we try not to say it then but we'll come back you know and, and huddle together we're like i can't believe he said that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we, we try to keep a straight face and and and, and talk you know talk them through the situation but it's it's kind of funny but you know as a parent you got your kids saying something things to you you're like oh i'm not sure i was ready for that (laughs) but but that's good though that's kind of kind of we have to kind of tackle it you know be able to you know be upfront and honest with them and and not judge them and and things like that you know and start early you build that foundation Mm -hmm. i think that's the important piece you know i even do that with, with my daughter you know she's four I'm like, it's okay to tell daddy if you did something. I said, that happened to dad when I was your age. Really? Yeah. Well, I, sometimes I can't remember. I just say it, but, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> that happened to daddy, too. Daddy lost his shoe in the rain, you know. Daddy put on a different color socks. Well, I still do that now, you know. So, <laughs> uh, but I think that's important. I think that's, you know, how we kind of have to kind of keep it, keep keep moving it forward, you know. And I think that's a key piece to it all. Um mm-hmm. 
Well, Travis, uh, we, we do appreciate it. You know, you taking time to talk with with us at, on the Coffee with the Dads. Um, it's, you know, it's truly a pleasure and it's a privilege too, brother. Yeah, it's my privilege to talk with you guys as well. And I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Right, we appreciate you. it. We appreciate it, man. We'll have to get you on again soon, man. I look forward to it. All right. Thanks, brother. All right. Take care, guys. Uh, you too. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.